This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. I love it because I never know who's going to walk into the WAF studio. Welcome, Pat Badger from Extreme. How are you? Hello, Mistress Carrie. I'm doing great. Yeah, you're yeah. doing good? Yeah, so good to be here. It's weird. This is the new digs. You haven't been to the new studio yet. You know, it's like walking into uh, the Starship Enterprise in here. It's I really know. impressive. Can you believe I know what almost all these buttons do? I'm glad someone does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit different than the gear that I started with in, like, college. Yeah. The radio back then, we had, like, a razor blade and tape. And now it looks like, you know, NASA, the well, command then, center. you know, people used to play 45s and, like, cassettes, right? I know. <laughs> back when I started AF, we were playing CDs still. And then when everything got digitized, and then now all of a sudden we just got this upgraded studio. I walk in here sometimes. I'm like, God, I hope I remember what all these buttons do. Yeah, well, well it's an awesome new place. Yeah, uh, it's not bad. Right, yeah. and I gotta say, uh, if if you guys haven't seen Mistress Carrie's hair lately, it is a beautiful shade of purple, and I don't think you purple, like this shade. Purple didn't even look that good on Prince. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We got the cameras in here for waf.com, <laughs> and you could check out the uh, the Facebook page and uh, you know Instagram and Twitter and all of that stuff. Yeah, my hairdresser's been killing it lately. She's yeah, doing all right. Good. I need a fresh purple for the marathon. Yeah, because well, people got to know it's me. Other than just you know I'm the sure woman have a fan club dying on the route, you know, <laughs> gasping for air. It's like yeah. 18 days away. Can so, you believe it? So that's impressive. So you think you're ready? I did 20 miles on Sunday, and I felt like I had gas in the tank left that I think I could have done six more miles. I wouldn't have been happy wow. about it at the end. See, if if I had to run the marathon, I'd be like that. Remember Rosie Ruiz? Yeah, she got who, on the tee. Yeah, I'd have to get on the tee. Yeah. I'd probably run like a mile, get out of breath, and then, you know, have to get on the tee. Well, listen, finish. once I got close to Hampton, there were some jerks <laughs> that were on their motorcycles that were on their way to Wally's that were offering to let me hop on the back of the bike as they saw me running in the race on Sunday. And I was like, get out of here because you're tempting uh, me. That's great. You know? Yeah. I was going to ask you, I need some suggestions for my running playlist because I ran out of... Like, the playlist ended, and I was yeah. only at, like, mile 17, and I'm like, oh, I got to do 26 miles on Marathon Monday. So how much time do you need? Well, I'm hoping like to, to finish. Like minutes? Like an hour and four. An like, hour? I'm hoping to finish in just under six hours well, if my if my time is right. I, I never run races or do anything, like, you know, crazy like you. But when I get on the treadmill, I've been a- listening to the Struts a lot lately. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, great band. Uh, I guess, you, you know. They, they're they playing at the House of Blues to, yeah, yeah. with the Glorious Sons. Yeah, yeah. So uh, put the Struts in your playlist because um, I find myself that, you know, the, the tempos are good in the songs to, yeah. to, like, run to. It's really interesting. I've been discovering that the tempo of songs affects my mile time. Mm-hmm. So I've been tweeting to people like Corey Taylor, like, hey, did you know this song is an 11-minute mile pace? Mm-hmm. Because it's probably not anything anybody ever thought about, but that's all there is to think about when you're out on the road yeah. running 20 miles in preparation for well, the marathon. I only run like three, four miles on the <laughs> treadmill, 
But uh, it's yeah, awful, it's, it's isn't great it? When you get in that rhythm with the music, yeah, it definitely helps. You know, with everybody told me, "Oh, the running high, you're gonna love it." They lied. I see, it's I, hard. I know that's something that I'll never be able to do is is ever run a marathon. So I, it really does blow my mind. And people like you. Um, Definitely, I, I look up to. Uh, I never to had an appreciation to, to for like the that. local runners and how hard it is to train for the Boston Marathon through the winter. Because there oh, are yeah, people that come miserable. from all over the world to run it, but the people mm-hmm. that are from New England that have to train here when it's five below zero in January, and usually I was the one swearing at them to get out of the road because there's snow on the side of the road and the sidewalks aren't plowed. And I'm like, Jesus, really hard? Oh, you got to be out there running, and now I understand and feel bad yeah, for you, them. You slip on the ice, and then it's like game over. Yeah. Cancel, cancel your plans. So I was going to put <clears throat> this on my marathon playlist, and I wanted to talk about it because, there, you know, there, there are extreme songs, and then there are extreme songs that start with a bass line. And you're the bass <laughs> player. you got to get a little respect. Yeah. Well, I, this one, um, I always have a, a moment, I guess, live, you know, yeah. where uh, people seem to dig this one. You know, I always ask about the, the bass line in this one, so... You should add this one. I think I'm going to put it on the playlist. Get the funk out. Yeah, but I don't know what the mileage pace is going to be for me. I'm going to have to test it out. Yeah, we're going to have to figure it out. Do you want to go do it right now out in the parking lot? Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pat Badger from Extreme joining me in the WAF studio. It's got to be between a 10 and 11 minute mile pace for Mm, me, Pat, that one. Yeah, for me, I don't think I can run that fast. (laughs) (laughs) That was Get the Funk Out from Extreme. Pat Badger from Extreme joining me in the WAF studio. And we were talking about, you know, that going on my marathon playlist. Oh, it has to now. Yeah, it's definitely going in. Now, and I'll think of you. I don't know where it's going to come up because it just comes up on random. You're going to have to tell me later. Yeah, I'll let you know how that works I out for me. I hope it's happening at the finish line. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, you were talking about that being, you know, a, a moment for you as a bass player when you're out touring with Extreme because the bass player doesn't get the love that they should. We all know it. <laughs> And one of the questions I wanted to ask, because everybody's talking about Queen for Mm -hmm. obvious reasons with the success of Bohemian Rhapsody. So the first thing I wanted to know is, what did you think of the movie? I loved the movie. Yeah. Um, You know, being a huge Queen fan um, and having read some of the reviews, I probably shouldn't have read the reviews Yeah, the reviews are never good. You know, and, and, you know, they did pick apart like some things in the movie that weren't historically accurate. Yeah. Um, they always take liberties with some, yeah, you know, timelines you know, on things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then they kind of Hollywoodize things to make, you know, a little more dramatic in spots or whatever. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was great. It was very entertaining. Obviously, uh, Remy, was that the actor? Rami Malek. Rami, he, yeah. he um, deserves every accolade and every award he, he has received for that performance he became freddie mercury after a while you forgot that it wasn't him it was really weird yeah and then for us you know for me personally sitting in the theater um you know people always ask me about when extreme played the freddie mercury tribute that's what i was going to ask you about yeah yeah which was an amazing day for us and like we were you know just kids from around here you know i i had lived in winchester gary from medford malden you know within several years of you know we we got our record deal and by 1992, we're playing at the Freddie Mercury tribute. You yeah. know, Brian May had asked us to play. So oh, here wait. We are. Oh, hold, hold on. Hold on. It gives me real <laughs> great pleasure to introduce our next guests. Seems to be a certain amount of noise going on here. These guys are real friends. And they're possibly, more than any other group on this planet, the people that understand exactly what Queen have been about all these years and what Freddie was about all these years. Ladies and gentlemen, please give your best welcome for Paul, Pat, Nuno, and Gary. Extreme! 
What the hell was that like? That's right. amazing. So he, we didn't know he was going to say that. Um, and we were all blown away. We, we were walking on stage like, how could this possibly be happening to us? Like, we were <laughs> such huge Queen fans. And here we are being, you know, asked to do this amazing moment to celebrate Freddie Mercury, who had just passed away. Um, and we're like, how did a couple of guys from Medford and Malden and Winchester and Hudson end up here at Wembley, you know, in front of 80,000 people? There was a billion people on TV. It was the, it was the biggest concert I remember event. watching it. Yeah. And, and, you know, all these legends were there. Roger Daltrey, Robert Plant, uh, David Bowie, Annie Lennox. Metallica. Uh, Elton. Guns uh, N' Roses. Ja- yeah. Yeah. It was just it, Def Leppard. I mean, it was off the hook how, what a big event and we were look, you know, just pinching ourselves, like wondering how did, how the hell did we get here? All right, yeah. so I want to know: you're on that stage, and being the bass player, you start another one bites the dust. I mm-hmm. want to know what that was like. What the hell was going on in your head besides please don't screw up, please don't screw up, please don't screw up? You know, again, like we went on knowing we were going to play, you know, the uh, medley of Queen songs, right? Which was kind of a little bit brass balls of us, you know? <laughs> it that, was you know, kind of ballsy. And, and so... Um, Full-on Boston thing to do. Like, yeah. screw whatever you guys have planned. We're going to play all the hits. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so when the crowd was with us from the very first, you know, second of it, um, the whole thing just unfolded, and it was kind of like a... It was almost like a, a dream, the whole thing. Like, I think back to it, and it seems in some ways so long ago, but in other ways it felt like yesterday, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it was funny because as I was sitting, sitting in the theater watching Bohemian Rhapsody, when they did the whole sequence of them being on stage at Wembley. You were um, on that stage. Yeah, it was as close as I've ever been to being back there. Like, yeah. Because they did like these sweeping shots over Freddie Mercury's head with the, you know, 80,000 people. And um, I, I got goosebumps in the theater just because of that moment. Really. Well, it happened in 1992 for anybody that was maybe too young to <clears throat> remember that it happened. And because we're talking about it, there's a little medley. I mean, you guys played a 14 minute medley of Queen hits. Mm-hmm. We kind of boiled it down a little bit. So here is Extreme on stage at Wembley at the Freddie Mercury tribute. Yeah, ballsy Boston guys just tackling uh. Queen harmonies in front of 80,000 people in tribute to Freddie Mercury. No big deal, Pat Badger from Extreme. Yeah, no, no pressure. No, no pressure, pressure was at all. That day. Yeah, no, it was an amazing uh, event for us. That wasn't yeah. even the whole performance. We just had to boil it down. So yeah. to give people, you know, if you a just. taste. Go on YouTube, watch the performance. It mm-hmm. was amazing. And you were talking while we were playing that about the the uh, Radio Gaga part. Oh, yeah. That the, that was like the memory that sticks with you from that performance. I still performance. get chills when I see, you know, if sh- someone says, hey, you know, they, they'll show me the, oh, I saw you on YouTube doing this thing. They had never seen it before. Everyone comments on the, the hand clapping at the end of Radio Gaga. I still get chills thinking about it. Yeah, so. it's amazing. Yeah. And I love the fact that, you know, you're like, oh, okay, we're going to, as extreme, we're going to go on stage and we're going to tackle Queen songs, which is no small task. And now you're in this band called the Dark Desert Eagles, and you're like, yeah, no big deal. We're just going to play all the Eagles songs now because <laughs> those are so much easier to play. Yeah, and I'm not going to play bass. I want to sing lead vocal and play guitar yeah so so when johnny from nothing more was here a few weeks ago he was talking about how he was a drummer Mm -hmm. and becoming a lead singer and having to step out from behind the kit and being the focus being the lead singer you've been the bass player in the band for decades and now you're the singer what is that like for you well first of all gary nuno are really upset because now the world knows i'm the best singer of extreme (laughs) 
<laughs> Those queen but, harmonies didn't happen with just Gary and Nuno. You're in there uh, too. No, you know I've always sang my whole my whole life. You know, and I sang um, in my high school bands. I was like, you know, I would do the lead singing. So I've always loved to sing. See, us um, band geeks were cool, man. We were. <laughs> and so you know, I um, again, you know, I, I've played bass. I've sang background vocals for for thirty years now in Extreme, and I, and I've always wanted to step out and do something different you know out of my comfort zone so um singing these songs is a tremendous challenge because i'm singing not only the glenn fry songs but i'm also singing the don henley stuff right um and speaking you know, of drummers that yeah that, you know. that step out and, yeah you know out of their comfort zone um but you know all the songs are so classic i mean y- you know that the the eagles greatest hits is the the best-selling album of all time yeah and then hotel california is number three and then when you look at the catalog, all the albums that go behind that, it's like mind blowing how many albums these guys have sold. And um, everyone knows every word to every song. Well, so, that's the pressure of it, though, because if everybody knows what it's supposed to sound like and now you're trying to play it, if mm-hmm. you don't do a good job, we all notice. Yeah, then everyone throws beer and you know, yeah. <laughs> throws beer at you. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of pressure to it. But, you know, I, I you know, welcomed the challenge and it's been just so much fun to play that catalog um and the crowd really responds and and and, you know throughout the show without giving too much of a too much away um we've uh we've we've had this um whole idea that we have time traveled that we're we're not actually not trying to uh replicate the eagles we're not trying to be them we're actually the dark desert eagles who is the world's self-proclaimed greatest Eagles tribute band from 1977, and we've oh. traveled through time. So, um, and and marijuana is legal in Massachusetts. They say it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So there's a lot of humor within the show. Um, like in between, uh, we've watched the Eagles documentary and seen a lot about the it's infighting and the drugs. And the, yeah. So there's a lot of kind of comedy in between. Um, yeah. Or, if people or, haven't seen that documentary, you've got to watch it. Even if you're not an Eagles fan, it's It's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. (laughs) So we've taken some of the humor out of that or like out of Spinal Tap or whatever. And and so that there's some, uh, you know, element of of humor on stage in between songs. And, um, you know, it it just makes for a fun night for people, you know. Well, you've got a bunch of gigs that are coming up um, in the next couple of months. If you want to go and see the Dark Desert Eagles, you're playing uh, at Hampton Beach at the Casino on April 26th. Which is a big one. Yeah, that's a big show. And then you're playing up in Portland on June 1st, and then you're playing the Bull Run on June 14th. So where can people go to get tickets, to get information on the band, find well, out where else you're playing? Because people are listening on the Radio.com app from all over. You guys are touring all around the U.S. Well, we do have a website. Dark, okay. DarkDesertEagles.com. There you go. And there's a tour page that has all of our dates <laughs> and ticket links. And links and to buy tickets. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So. Wouldn't it have been so much easier if Extreme had that back in the back day? Back in the day, yeah. No, we had to go door to door and like Hand knock out on flyers. people's doors and stuff and say, we buy our album. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just the same thing you were talking about when you walked in the studio. You're like, look at all of these flat screens in here. It's like a spaceship. Yeah. It's a little bit different than it was back in the day. Oh, yeah. But it's good, though. It's great because now you can, you know, get the word out with, with everybody, make it easy to get tickets. People can, you know, go online and tell you either how great the show was or how much you sucked. And it's instant. It's yeah, right there for I, you. I can open up my email and then, you know, one of these ticket services are sending me, hey, guess who's coming to your town? You know, hey. 
the struts are coming. Yeah. Because they, they know they were in my playlist or I had bought tickets before. It's so a little it's, big brothery, too. It it's is a little, a little creepy. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, before I let you go, you brought up Spinal Tap earlier. And I always ask because everybody's got one. You got to give me your biggest Spinal Tap moment on stage. Was there one where something just went horribly wrong or something that was just too funny? I mean, you've been you've been a professional musician now for over thirty years. You know, There's got to be one that you're like, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, I mean, there are you know moments that like every day when you're on the road, you're like, <laughs> wow, this could be like a scene out of Spinal Tap. So you know, whether it's the, you know a catering or you know with the food things, or whether it's you know something crazy happening to someone on stage. I fell off the stage once. There which, you go. Yeah, That's was, what I'm that looking for. Where that, that was just happened? the last tour. That was in. Uh, in Bangkok, I almost pulled a Dave Grohl. You almost needed to borrow the yeah, throne. But like, unbelievable! The lights went down before our encore, and I'm about to walk on stage to do the encore, and they did not have a railing behind the stage, and I, I like, my eyes were kind of you know when you're in the dark after you've been in the light, like my eyes hadn't adjusted yet, and I'm like kind of fumbling my way through, and suddenly I stepped off the back of the stage, <laughs> but it was a ten foot drop. <laughs> Right. So if I had landed by the grace of, you know, whoever was watching. Yeah. There was a road case right next to the stage that I somehow like stepped on. Like it was a, and it, it like it was almost like being on a surfboard. Like suddenly it moved. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where am I? You know? And but if I had dropped the whole way, I definitely would have messed myself up pretty bad. But you survived. You're good. Yeah. It, you didn't need to borrow the Dave Grohl throne. I jumped off the road case, ran back around, because now I'm 10 feet below the the, uh, the stage, and then I ran around and came back up the ramp and made it on stage right at the exact moment to hit the first note I was supposed to hit, and the rest of the band didn't even know what I was going to ask you, did those guys even they notice even you were know. gone? I told them what had happened after. They're like, you've got to be kidding The me. bass player never gets any respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat Badger from Extreme and the Dark Desert Eagles uh, is here in the WAF studio. And we want to give away some tickets to the Hampton Beach show on April 26th before you go. Oh, great. So yeah, people yeah. can call uh, the Framingham Ford studio line, 617-764-WAF, and uh, we'll hook you up with some tickets and they can come and check you out. Yeah. If you love the Eagles, you want a fun night out, Hampton Beach is coming right up. Well, thank you so much for coming to visit. Come back anytime. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll look forward to... Uh, Get the funk out popping up in my playlist while I'm running on Marathon Monday. Right on. Cool. Thanks. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.